So you're brand new, just got your license. You made your your very first sale on the phone. Um, so I'm assuming at that point you thought that that was the way to do it. He kind of introduced it to me because he knew I wanted to transition out of the store and have more freedom and be able to have a better opportunity. Bring me through that in your mindset when you went through that process because that that's that's special what you did. I did take time in my car honing in on keywords really to get that hook because to neighbors, to anyone, even the leads, you're just someone knocking on their door and they don't want to be sold. So you really <laughs> need to like get across like the message clearly and in a human way because that's what they really want. They don't want to be sold. They want a human telling them the facts. And if you're not like pushing through, pushing to something that's like hard, like like the tears come from pushing. It's literally putting the early work in to get your lingo in, really like just to hone in on the key factors and then you really get someone to sit down with you. That's funny, I feel like I cry more than I, I, like movies and stuff like that. I'm always emotional, I cry at weddings and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I never really told anyone that before, so hopefully, hopefully not too many people watch this video. Welcome to my show of ordinary people doing extraordinary things, where we hear from regular people who got tired of living their ordinary lives and were not afraid to make that jump. You gotta be different. You can't be doing what everyone else is doing. You gotta create action. You gotta create momentum. So I'm looking for demand and I'm looking for mentorship because I wanted to know everything my mentor knew. People who are just like you and me. Hello, my name is David Price. If you see something you like in this video, please hit the thumbs up. If you want to follow our content, please hit subscribe and hit the little bell notification so you know when that we make a new video. Today we're in Lafayette, Louisiana for another episode of Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things. I'm here with Miss Gabrielle. Hello, Gabrielle. Hey. Nice How's to be here. Awesome, awesome to have you. Uh, Gabrielle submitted over $8,000 in business, uh, all cold door knocking. She's going to go over a little about, about how she did that. Um, but first off, let's start. What did you do? Before insurance, let's give it a little bit of background and tell us a little bit about yourself. So naturally I come from the art field, but catering with art, I also put it within sales, within like uh, clothing. So I did retail. Okay. So for like five years, I was basically making sales in person and was naturally comfortable with that. And um, I'm very like animated whenever I do that. So I feel more comfortable in person naturally after that too. So from that transitioning to being in the field with this made a lot of sense because it's really about connecting with the human emotion and really understanding and empathizing with someone really to get to the point of the matter to where they understand really what you're trying to do to help them. So it was a good transition and I'm happy that the field was an option and knowing the area really helps too, being from Lafayette. Awesome. Awesome. So, so you did retail like a, like a clothing store, you worked mm -hmm. in a clothing store selling. Okay. Yeah. And then um, what, you know, obviously the selling clothes and selling insurance, right. Are, are two completely different things. What, how did you find out about us? How did you get involved with us? Actually, my husband was, he's always on Facebook and he saw you and Bianca and he grew up with Bianca and just started really seeing like what she was getting done and really proving like how well off you could be by really putting pressure on the system, like you say. Um, but so he kind of introduced it to me because he knew I wanted to transition out of the store and have more freedom and be able to have a better opportunity. So I ended up taking the course and it just took off with me and I made my first sale over the phone the first day in the call center. And then after doing that for a while, I was like, you know what? I think I need to be in person again. And that's when I really started taking off and really honing in the skills that I had to like make me bring myself to where I am now. 
Awesome. So, so you got your license. Did you take you a while to get your license? No, it was actually very simple. It's just once you get going after taking the test. I mean, I'm not a natural studious person, so I was really trying, but I passed my first time. Okay. And then just waiting for, you know, like the fingerprinting and just for the like week for it to come in was really simple. I just stayed plugged in with Bianca to make sure that I wasn't missing anything because sometimes you can. So I just kept asking the questions in the beginning, got that. As soon as I got it, got started with her in the office and then got to meet everyone. And, you know, it's really up to you to make it what you want it to be to make it work for the best for you and your family. So once I got out there, I was like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. So, and then it took, you know, it took some time. It's a process in the beginning, like learning how to get your verbiage down and the lingo. And honestly, the drive and the peace that like the peace in your mind to like not let the fear or anxiety get to you. So that took a second, but it made me actually stronger in a lot of aspects just in my life, not just working with senior life. That's awesome. So, so you say you make so, uh, your first sale on the phone. So it's, you know, you say that and there's a lot of people that, that are watching this that they, they don't think you could sell insurance on the phone, right? They, they don't think it's sell phone expense on the phone, right? So you're brand new, just got your license. You made your, your very first sale on the phone. Um, so I'm assuming at that point you thought that that was the way to do it. Yeah, whenever it was like, you know, a little close to COVID still lingering with us, which mm-hmm. obviously it always will. But at that point, everyone just before I started was in the call center and right. you could really make a difference, especially when you get all your states in and whatnot. Like if you put the pressure there, it is possible. But I personally like moving around. I just like being out in the open, um, driving, seeing people in person. So it just suited me better. But it's most definitely possible in the call center. And I've still made a few sales after that on the phone. Just whenever it need be, like if it's pouring or I'm in a certain area, like houses are as close together. So I'll still get back on the phone. But I guess my expertise is with the neighbor knocking because I like the idea that I buy the leads. But when I am out in the field, I have unlimited leads. And most of the time, I honestly make a better connection with the leads neighbor than I did with them. So, I mean, I'll continue to do both. But the field is definitely where I'm the most comfortable. Yeah, I think I mean, you're definitely a champion. I mean, remember, you know, just like everyone, there's there's a learning curve. Right. And I remember you getting started and, you know, the, the leads could be overwhelming and, and you know, dealing with that and the cost of leads and everything. And and, I, you know, at some point you're just like where a lot of people might have quit. You're just like, I got this. I want to figure this. Out. Like br- bring me through that in your mindset when you went through that process, because that that's that's special what you did. So fortunately, I started off with a good proof of like this is possible. But then I got in a little debt because I went east And I just had a different experience with the general community and it's just had a different feeling on me. So I acquired about a thousand dollars in a lead balance, but I went on the 50, 50 program, which I probably would just do it all in now if I ever got to that point again. So I slowly chipped away saying like, I have to do this. I worked this hard to get to this point to make a difference. It's not just going to be handed to me. It's about the learning curves and really getting through the tough times. So, I mean, there was a time when I was in like Lake Charles and I got really down on myself and like curled up in the back of my car and started to tear up. But I was just, that was a moment, you know, I was like, I didn't let it get to me. I just got up and kept going. We're all going to have bad days, maybe a bad week, but you that's why you can't stop there because as we say, it's not going to be a bad month, not a bad year. You just, you can't stop. So I just kept going and thinking of my family and chipped away at that balance. And in that said, I had zero leads for my highest 
sales record in AP with no leads, just straight neighbor knocks over 8,000 in AP that week. That's awesome, that's awesome. I remember I tell, I tell people my first year in the business, I probably had tears in my eyes majority of that year, right? It's because it's it's something new, you're learning. And and if you're not like pushing through, so pushing to something that's like hard, like like the tears come from pushing, right? If you're comfortable, you don't, you don't have those tears. So I, I feel like crying is is part of the process of growth and, and getting something different. So, so yeah, so so now um, I, I think you're my most successful agent that cold door knocks uh, doors, which is pretty awesome because you can work wherever you want, whenever you want, right? There's like you said, like everyone's a lead to you, right? If you got a door, you're my lead. So so I love that. I saw somebody um, in a Facebook group today, and they posted, "Hey, does anyone have success with neighbor knocking? I'm thinking about doing it." Or a cold door knocking, and I said, you know, I, I got agents that that's their favorite thing to do, and I was I was thinking about you, you know, and she's like, uh, she's like, oh, good. Now I know it's it must she must be doing good if she likes it. It's possible. I mean, I'll get so you get twenty leads, and it could. I look at it almost like it's forty because I'm like, okay, I'm being supplied an entire area now. It's just the amount of time I put into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's if it's not difficult, it's probably not worth it, and you wouldn't see the worth if it weren't later. So the challenge is definitely part of getting to the bigger picture of it and showing other people that, of course, it is possible. Um, but it's really simple. I did take time in my car honing in on keywords really to get that hook because to neighbors, to anyone, even the leads, you're just someone knocking on their door and they don't want to be sold. So you really <laughs> need to like get across like the message clearly and in a human way because that's what they really want. They don't want to be sold. They want a human telling them the facts. And if it's not what they need, so be it. But when the need is there, it makes complete sense. So, I mean, definitely the field is where it's at. It's definitely possible. Um, I really like, it's just people. Like, just walk up to them, explain what you have. And if they don't need it, don't walk away saying that that's the end. There's the whole street left. And if that street, I'll literally just drive around and be like, this looks like a good neighborhood and then plant myself there. This is a good street. Yeah. I feel this street. I just feel it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start to get that like vibe in. I mean, uh-huh. and sometimes you can't read it. Some people are going to continue to surprise you. So right. that's why you just keep going and don't assume. Awesome. So so you're kicking butt in the field. Um, and I believe you, you've been training some agents now. You're, you're working on building an agency as well. So So how long have you been with us? Seven months, maybe seven months. Longer. You're already building an agency. How does that feel? I mean, that's superstar level. I get um, nervous, but I always seem to be put in a position where someone wants me to guide someone else. So I guess like I have it in me and I have been really good with them because I've been told from each trainee that I had that they really like going out with me. Um, I give them opportunities. They'll sell policies with me, but I really want them to know that they can do this on their own too, like that you can be self-sufficient and we just need to be there for each other to guide that opening point. But it's literally putting the early work in to get your lingo in, really, like just to hone in on the key factors and then you really get someone to sit down with you. So, I mean, you don't have to be charming. You don't have to be cute. You don't have to be anything specific, but the person with the most drive and the most footwork is going to have the proof back. So, 100%. When I first started this business, I, I wanted to build a sales team from, from the get-go and my whole thought was I need talented people, people with that silk tongue. And through the process, I found that it's, it's, it's people that have heart, right? People that have grit, you know, people that put the most footwork in, right? That, that's the, they're the ones that are going to win. And it's cool because it makes a level playing field for everyone. 
You don't have to be talented. You don't have to be from a good family. You don't have to have amazing friends. You just have to have heart, you know, and, and you obviously have a lot of heart and a, and a lot of grit. Where do you think you got that from? I was raised well, but I'm typically really hard on myself just inside when the outside world's always like, you got this, like, get out of your head. And um, I've been told to be somewhat of an empath. So that really does help whenever I am trying to connect to someone, to a client and be really real about it. And a lot of the times at the end, they're like, I can tell you have a genuine spirit. I'm like, thank you, you too. You know, like really just making a natural connection is just kind of something I've always done. Um, like I said, I've just from the art world, kind of sensitive. So that's why I might have those tears coming out of me. I'm not just like, you got this, you're awesome. I'm just like, am I? But if you get through those voices, I mean, it's all about just like your persistence. So that's funny. I feel like I cry more than I, I, like movies and stuff like that. I'm always emotional. I cry at weddings and stuff like mm -hmm. that. You know, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I never really told anyone that before. So hopefully, hopefully not too many people watch this video. No, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. so that's awesome. So, so you're training a team. So, so you're, you're currently hiring. Absolutely. I'm down to have anyone come out with me that wants to see what I really do in action. Cool. So so look at that. We got Gabrielle. She's hiring. So if you know her or you want to get in touch with her, let's let's make it happen. She's in Louisiana knocking on your neighbor's doors and uh, helping them get covered with insurance. Uh, so so where do you see your future? Where, where, are we, where are we going with this? Just to get better and better month by month, year by year, um, I guess. Just want to be to that point, you know, self-sustainable to where I'm not worrying about, um, you know, just the general bills or purchases, whatever. I just want to be comfortable and I want to help other people. And um, I don't know, I just I'm just trying to build my own estate, essentially, just trying to get ahead like everyone else in the world. But it's not going to happen without the work put in in the beginning. So just protect my family and support and help others. Awesome. I love it. So, so your, your mentor is uh, Bianca, mm -hmm. right? So, so what is, what does Bianca mean to you? She is very strong, very driven. Um, she's always there whenever I do have a question, I could reach out more. I tend to like take everything on my own and try to learn with my own curves, which is part of it. But reaching out to her is super crucial because there's little tidbits here and there when the learning process that you might not have realized, like certain laws or uh, rules and regulations or the differences between insurance companies or type of policies. So it is helpful just to have someone on my side when it does get tough and I had like a hard uh, amount of questions or objections with a client. It is always someone just, even if it's not solving every solution, it just kind of puts me at ease just to vent even sometimes. But it's a great support system and there's always someone there to reach out. I mean, when she's not there, like she's out of town, we could reach out to you and everyone has always made themselves very available and very helpful. Yeah, I think I think that's important. That's something I definitely strive to have everyone do it. And, and I think we just do a really good job of just passing it down, you know, and just keep passing it. I think I think that's one of the things. So what has been your, your favorite part about all this? Right. Obviously, you know, again, I, you know, you're working for yourself now. You make your own hours. You create your income as much or as little as you want like what has been your, your favorite part do this so i do have a six-year-old and my husband had actually started his business in construction so it's convenient whenever i don't have like a grandparent or someone to help or there's an emergency at school that i do make my own hours i don't have to ask a boss to say like i have this situation i need to handle like can i step away i can make my own time and i I can make more with one policy than I did in an entire week 
stuck to standing in the same place from 10 to 6. So I think my favorite thing is my own hours because other than just wanting to build and help people, I want to get also back to my passion with art and eventually have my own gallery of a sort. So that allots me time that I need to put every other duck in a row. So, I mean, really the time is probably one of my favorite things that I get to choose. So there's a lot of freedom to it. The time, the time is definitely nice. So, so when you, you said art, so are you paint, you draw? I went to school for illustration in the okay. Savannah College of Art and Design in Georgia. Okay. So I've always been within that aspect. Um, so I want to, I never want to leave that. Um, I feel like at the end of my life, it's something that if I didn't pursue, I knew that I was missing something out of this life that I gained. So it's just I want to keep both because this is great income. But as people know, artists struggle, too. So I want to be able to support my family with the income, but also focus on something that I also am very passionate about that, you know, a lot of people that I actually encounter as clients ask me, like, is this all you do? Like, I don't know. They can just kind of feel that I do something else, too. And like, it's with art. And they're like, oh, wow. So it's almost like I'm making two connections. Like, I'll be their insurance agent, and then they commission me for a painting. I do paint. Um, I really want to get into, like, glass and whatnot. Really, I've touched all mediums. But, yeah, it's just something that I always want to keep with me. So So you say you want to have an art studio. I would like to. So, So describe to me what this art studio would look like. So the studio I'd have within like an upstairs loft at my house, but I want my own gallery space. Mm -hmm. I don't know where in town. I mean, real estate with that, I'm not like exactly sure yet. So when I get to that, I want it to be like connected to an area where other things could be purchased. But I mean, a decent sized space with just a body of work that communicates as it as a whole. And then, I mean just a studio space to sell my art to the local community as well. So, I mean, just your general studio, I guess, but mine, you know? <laughs> so I'll, That's awesome. I'll get there, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think there's anything that you can't do. I mean, like I said, I mean, you're only seven months in, you know, and you just, you show a lot of skills or a lot of um, habits of a winner, right? So it's just a matter of just, just keep doing, just keep doing what you're doing and, and keep trying to, to expand. You know, and I, I think that's super important. Well, Gabrielle, I'd like to thank you for being on our show. Thank you. So if you saw something that you liked, please put it in the comments. If there's something that we're missing that you want to see or learning about, please put it in the comments. We'll make a video for that. If you like the video, give us a thumbs up. Click the thumbs up. And if you want to see more content from us, please hit the subscribe button. Hit that little bell so you get notifications. This has been another episode of Ordinary People Doing Extraordinary Things with David Price.